0: National has unveiled its long-awaited tax plan, promising almost $15 billion in cuts, targeted predominantly at what it calls the squeezed middle. Nicola Willis is National's finance spokesperson and is with us this morning. Kia good morning. Kia ora, good what morning, What are you trying to achieve with this?
1: We're trying to make sure that New Zealanders who are struggling through a cost-of-living crisis have the opportunity to have a bit more income in their pay every fortnight so that they can keep up with what have been rapidly rising costs. We want them to keep more of what they earn, to know that they can get ahead mm. and to have the assurance that when they work hard the government will back them.
0: Just because I know so many people are going to be tuning in this morning, let's start with some economic theory. Would you agree that introducing new money into an economy without increasing the supply of goods would be inflationary? It
1: depends how you do it.
0: If you, in- if you introduce new money from outside an economy into an economy without increasing the supply of goods. That's a simple equation. So
1: I think what you're asking me about is the foreign buyers tax, which we're proposing to put on. And our view on that tax uh, is that it will have a couple of impacts. One is it will encourage more people to come Mm. to New Zealand and invest in our businesses, productive growth, uh, entrepreneurs who want some capital to innovate with. The other effect that it will have is it will bring some revenue into New Zealand that will help fund our tax reduction plan. Right. Now, you have to look at our tax reduction plan as a whole. Because I have. in its first year, you will be aware, it saves more money than it
0: spends. So, so $740 million in new money you are essentially introducing to the economy mm-hmm. through that foreign buyers ban or the tax on, on foreign buyers, um, that is m- money that is coming from outside of our economy, without increasing the supply of goods within our economy, which is, by its definition, inflationary.
1: Well, at the same time as we're doing that, we're reprioritising money away from wasteful backroom bureaucracy. We're also ensuring that money that's currently being spent but on contracts and money though, this is new money,
0: though. This is no different to if the government just decided to borrow more. It has exactly the same inflationary impact. But we're talking about introducing new money to an otherwise confined economy. This well, is inflation. Well, well, the
1: effects of that could be a couple of fold. One, you may see that some of that money ends up being used by New Zealanders to save more, mm. to reduce their debt by paying off their mortgages faster, in which case it's not going to go straight into cycle in the economy. Right, the, they, the may, effect, they may
0: choose to save.
1: They may choose they may to also pay their mortgages to spend. Off I mean, faster.
0: Yeah, they may also choose to spend, though, right? But,
1: but if they choose to save, that will mean that that money is not so in they circulation could, in the If New economy. Zealanders
0: all choose not to spend the money, then it won't be inflationary.
1: The second thing that could happen, Jack, Th- That's
0: the theory, though, right?
1: My, yes, if they
0: choose to save, then it won't be inflationary. I want to talk more about this <laughs> this um, foreign buyers ban because it, it is absolutely critical to the overall funding of, of your tax policy. So, seven hundred and forty million dollars a year, on average, it's going to bring in. How yeah. exactly did you reach that okay. figure?
1: So, what we did was we looked at uh, house purchases prior to the foreign buyer ban being looked at uh, mm. brought in, and we looked at the pattern of purchases. Then we scrolled forward. And we thought, well, given house prices have now gone up, given the pattern of where those homes were bought in the past, i.e. they tend to be bought in those areas with luxury homes, you know, the Coromandel, mm. the Bay of Islands, Queenstown. Nice uh, And given uh, the luxury type of homes and the prices they will be paying uh, and the effect that will be had once you bring off a ban at the same time as you're getting rid of the effective capital gains tax mm. in the form of the Bright Line test, what sort of pattern of purchase can we expect and what revenue can we expect? And we're comfortable that our assumptions are cautious. Right. We had them checked by an external advisor who mm. agrees with us that they are reasonable assumptions and we're confident in our costing. OK,
0: so, so if you have that big model, that grand model, mm-hmm. you'll still get two numbers at the end, right? A median house price and a total number of house sales you're forecasting. Mm-hmm. So what are those numbers?
1: And those numbers will vary uh, depending on... What exactly happens? Well, no, to get
0: seven hundred and forty million dollars, you yes. need to have you need to have a mm-hmm. median price, an average house price, yes. and a total number of houses.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: So what is it?
1: Well, those numbers will vary, but we we have uh, an estimate in our model for those numbers. And so, what is
0: the estimate in your model?
1: The estimate in our model is that the uh, average price will be more than two million, and that we will sell fewer than two thousand homes. I want to just on, focus on. in here.
0: No, 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 no. So the average price is going to be two million dollars. More than. More than two million. So That's what is right. the average price going to be?
1: It's going to be more than two million dollars. Yeah,
0: what is the average price going to be?
1: Well, it will depend on which homes sell, and real estate agents are Th- So this are saying, is an
0: average. No, 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 no. This is a, this is this is why we have an average so what is the what is the median price across all of those homes you're expecting to sell what is the median price the average price
1: it, it will depend on exactly what happens but Nicola, it will be about to do
0: you th- want to be the finance minister I do. you have to give us that you have to give us the average it doesn't change the average doesn't change average the average in, our, the model, average in our model in
1: its first year is 2.9 million dollars but two my point, point so is a many, really good one Jack and I want you to listen to it no no no, no no
0: no no I want to I' want to <laughs> dig into these numbers and then, and uh, then we'll give you an opportunity to do that i will make sure you have an opportunity okay. so point. million dollars okay so how many houses will you need to sell at 2.9 million dollars? fewer
1: than 2,000
0: fewer than 2,000 that's right how many houses were sold to foreign buyers in 2018 my
1: point that I was trying to make earlier and I think it's really important Mm. your listeners hear it is this you cannot compare what's going to happen exactly in our market today with 2018 or even with now because two big changes have happened the first is Uh, that Labor has introduced a bright line test, which Mm. means that many people who own a second property in places like Queenstown or the Coromandel have... been put off selling that home Mm. so that has potentially depressed the market for those luxury homes Mm. the second thing that's happened is that house prices have increased significantly Mm. uh, since uh, when the foreign buyer was last on the third thing that's happened is that we think that the proportion of people who want to come and purchase is going to recover as soon as you lift that ban.
0: I'm just doing the maths okay, so um, in 2018 before the foreign buyer ban was lifted, Mm -hmm. how many purchases, as a percentage of overall purchases in New New Zealand, did foreign buyers represent?
1: I don't have that number right now. Okay,
0: I do. It's 3%, right? So so if the average price for houses that you're going to sell is going to be 2.9, I've rounded up to $3 million, right? Mm -hmm. So if the average price is is, um, $3 million, even though in 2018 they were just 3% of buyers, Mm. they would have to represent 28% of buyers. In that top tier. So no, 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 no. The point is that for your numbers to work, you have to increase the number of foreign buyers almost tenfold from 2018 before that ban was lifted. That's fantastical.
1: No, Jack, that is not the case. What actually needs to happen is that when we lift the ban, we will see foreign buyers entering the market. We will see probably Mm. much more transactions in that part of the market, in that luxury end of the market. Mm. The next thing that will happen is that it won't just be houses selling at that price point. There will also be houses selling at much higher price price points. Mm. We're talking $10 million homes, $20 million homes. $20
0: million homes. So what was the most expensive house sold in New Zealand last year? This is
1: the point. No, no, no. no, What was the most expensive house? I'm not going to compare the market last year with a market that doesn't have a foreign first, buyer. First part of
0: 2022 was absolutely gangbusters. So what was the most the expensive house sold in New Zealand last The
1: other month? thing that's important to remember is that last year there was a bright-line test applied over a 10-year period mm which meant that anyone who had bought their house in the past uh, couple of years knew that if they then sold it, mm. they would have to pay a full capital gains tax on it. So it's not fair okay. to look at that market you're and about say 20 it's million houses, what's right? going to happen going forward.
0: You're talking about $20 million house. In
1: some right? cases, yes. OK,
0: well, good news, I've got a photo here of a $20 million house. That was the most expensive house sold in New Zealand last year, Paratai Drive in Remuera. Um And just check out the interior lovely, unspoiled views of the Hodaki Gulf. So that was the most expensive house sold in New Zealand last year. $20 million, that cost. If you sold 50 mansions for $20 million, 50 of those, okay? So not one like we did last year. If you sold 50 of those and then you got your $10 million mansions as well and you sold 50 of those, you would still be... More than half a billion dollars short of your projection.
1: But that's over a four year period.
0: Jack. No, 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 that's for one year. That's for one year. We can do the maths right now if Jack, you want to do them. Jack. No, no, no. Uh, this is, I mean, we, this is, we this believe, is absolutely correct. We critical believe to your that, there,
1: yes, and we are very confident in our costings because we think that there will be hundreds of transactions. Right. We think that there will be people who want to purchase these properties. Mm. We believe that we will get the tax revenue from them. And we think that our estimates are cautious, they are conservative, okay. they're based on the pattern of purchases that have happened previously, so the pattern of purchases that have happened. In the interest, in the interest of transparency
0: in and economic credibility, is mm-hmm. the person who wants to be the next finance minister. Will you commit to releasing your full model?
1: We have already released no, 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 the basis no. of our costings. The, the
0: model, will you release the full model that gave you the costings, including that 2.9 median figure for the average house price you're going to sell to foreign buyers? Will you commit to releasing that model?
1: I don't think it's necessary because I've released my assumptions. I've made it In clear that I have been In the of
0: transparency checked. and as a representative of the party that, that sells itself on its economic credentials, will you release will that I simply don't think model? it's
1: necessary, Jack.
0: Wow. OK, let's talk about um, tax and international treaties you you say in the document that you have sought legal advice Mm -hmm. on fta's yes did you seek advice on tax treaties as well
1: we have subsequently talked to people about tax treaties because the view on tax treaties is that it does depend on whether or not the foreign buyer uh, charge is Mm. seen as a tax or not and it also depends on the the country that you're dealing with so in the case that um, David Parker desperately brought up during the week, mm. we think he's completely wrong for two reasons. One, at the moment, Chinese buyers are totally banned from purchasing mm. houses in New Zealand. And what we're creating is some conditions under which they could buy in certain cases if properties are worth mm. two, more than $2 million. But you'll tax them, and, right? Yes, that's right. Mm. We will make, we'll make them pay a very significant charge at point of purchase right. for permission to buy a home. So but the second thing is this... This week, the government introduced a bill which would have unilateral tax treatment of digital services. And they did that because countries do from time to mm. time do that. And okay. we reserve the right as New Zealand to do that in terms of our tax treatment. Many other countries around the world tax foreign property. There's no reason for foreign purchases of property, and there's no reason New Zealand shouldn't too.
0: Except for the non-discrimination provision that that is uh, present in many of our tax treaties with countries. So uh, in our tax treaty with China, it says this. It's not possible for residents of China to be subject to any taxation which is more burdensome than the taxation of New Zealand. And there is a distinct difference between tax treaties and the FTAs, which you sought advice on when you were were developing this policy. So we've been speaking with Professor Craig Aleph from Auckland University. He's a Professor of Taxation and the Director of the New Zealand Centre for Law and Business, a former tax partner at KPMG and Chapman Tripp, and he has real concerns about the policy. This is what he says, about half of New Zealand's tax treaties have a non-discrimination clause, including Australia, Canada, China, Hong Kong, India, Japan, Mexico, the US and the UK. That non-discrimination clause would mean you cannot introduce a foreign buyers tax. I would expect a significant possibility of a challenge by the taxpayers, i.e. the foreign buyers. There would also be a significant political and legal risk with our treaty partners. The treaty partners could terminate the double tax treaty or negate various parts of the agreement. There are many other political consequences, such as the termination of agreements like FTAs for such a serious breach of international law." Now that's not just some guy. That is the director of the New Zealand Centre for Law and Business, a professor of taxation at Auckland University. What does he get wrong?
1: Well, there are other views which interpret those tax treaties differently. There's clear evidence that many of the countries he's listed already do these charges themselves. Mm. And finally, and I think this is really important, let's get in the real world. Do you really think that China is gonna have a diplomatic incident with New Zealand because we say, you know how we banned people from your country from buying houses altogether? Mm. Well, now we're gonna let them But the condition is they have to pay a charge. Actually, that's a step forward in terms of their rights with regard to New Zealand, not a step backwards. And so we are confident that this can be diplomatically Mm. managed.
0: Right, so, so you think this is going to require diplomatic management?
1: No, I do not think that this is going to trigger the kinds of legal disputes that your professor has referred
0: to. What modelling have you done on the pressure that the foreign buyer allowance will put on houses... In the 1.7 to 2 million dollar category.
1: Well, what we wanted to do was set a floor so that we could be confident that foreign buyers weren't competing with New Zealanders mm. in either the first home buyer market mm. or the median part of the market. Now, bearing in mind mm. the average house price in New Zealand is less than a million dollars, so what what you're asking me to uh, to compare is well, if prices at Gucci go up is that going to affect prices at Glassons? And Mm. essentially, we don't think it will.
0: Right, you don't think it will? Have you modelled it, was my question?
1: No, we have not modelled that. Haven't
0: modelled it. So so there is... I mean, if we're to once again reflect on economic theory, there's every reason to think that if you were seeking to sell a house for $1.7 million, which would be like a three-bedroom house in Mount Albert, um, Gucci, um, that you might be incentivised to increase the price so that you could attract foreign buyers, if indeed foreign buyers are able to purchase... Well, look,
1: I think that that is going to highly depend on what foreign buyers want to buy. And what evidence Mm. tells us from the past when we didn't ban Mm. foreign buyers was that they tend to want to buy luxury properties, not typical family homes. Mm. They typically want to buy in areas that are particularly distinctive, whether that's the Bay of Islands, the Mm. Coromandel, Queenstown. Uh, And so we don't think that it's going to have a massive effect on properties under $2 million.
0: If it comes to pass that uh, we can't introduce this tax on buyers from China, uh, the US, the UK, Japan, Mexico, those other countries, do you accept it will be impossible to reach that 750? I think we're gonna be able to sell
1: these properties and I think we're gonna be able to generate this revenue. And I tell you what else, Mm. we have put together our tax plan very cautiously. Mm. In fact the estimates we've done for how much the tax indexing will cost, mm. they're less than even the CTU say, and last time I checked they were doing attack mm. ads about us And, y- and y- we look and at y- the cost of the you family won't release, boost le- you won't when we look release at the cost of us. the family boost yeah. policy, yeah. our external reviewers mm. said hang on, we think it'll cost less, we said we're going to go with the cautious but, but estimate. But you won't release the model we look at the, ca- to ca- the price us, of Nicola. the climate Nicola. dividend well the yeah. climate, pr- the ETS price has gone up since we did the modelling. So talk to us about your casino your casino,
0: you want to Um, tax offshore casino operators, online Mm. gambling so you reckon you're bringing in about $180 million a year and considering that policy have you or your colleagues met with representatives of Sky City or the gambling industry in New Zealand? People in
1: our team have spoken with people from Sky City. So you've been lobbied? Yes, Yes. because you can imagine (coughs) the domestic gambling industry, Mm. look at the wild west the unregulated world Mm. of online gambling and they say hey is it reasonable that we have a harm minimisation framework mm. here in New Zealand designed to put controls and constraints on gambling and we apply that to New Zealand firms, but not to offshore? Mm. And I look at that from a position of fairness mm. and what's right. And from a policy perspective, I don't think it's right to allow that wild west to go on.
0: Have you heard of VPNs? I have. How do they work?
1: Uh, I was um, informed about them during the week. They allowed you to sidestep geo blocks.
0: Mm. So what's to stop anyone who wants to access international online gambling institutions that aren't uh, complying with New Zealand law from New Well, VPNs? I just think
1: really human nature is such that people want to do things in a way that's convenient and at the VPNs moment we're we
0: extraordinarily convenient. Well, you the, literally hit a button, you just do that, click it, maybe you pay 30 bucks a month for a subscription. And
1: there it. will be ways of pursuing that because the big well, international, What are those ways? Because just let me finish yeah. because the big international providers know that under a regime where they have to register as a Mm. company in New Zealand, comply with our company tax requirements, Mm. our GST requirements, our gambling tax Mm. requirements, that anything they're doing to promote or market themselves as something that can avoid tax is going to be very problematic. Right, so we don't see that as being a way for anyone to get a decent market share in New Zealand, mm. and we think that that's something that can be but, followed but you up But
0: no, you had no advice on, on the implementation of VPNs when you developed this policy either, did you? Well,
1: look, there are a number of policy areas in New Zealand where people practically could use a VPN, but mm. in reality don't. Like what? Well, if you look at people downloading things from offshore, Mm. actually most people are happy to pay a Netflix subscription.
0: Yeah, but Netflix costs money overseas as well?
1: Yes, but my point, Jack, is that while there are ways that people can evade charges, you find that actually most people don't want to break the law. And what you're saying to me is anyone who's online gambling now, in future, will be prepared to break the law by avoiding our regulatory regime. And I think better of New Zealanders than that. I mm. think actually most people will want to comply and use it legal mm. channels. I,
0: I know we're going to be speaking again before the election. We've only talked a little bit about inflation. We haven't talked at all about economic growth, so that will be for next time, and I look forward to that. But I want to finish again by thinking about credibility. So what happens if you fall short on these revenue projections? You say that it's totally costed, that you can ring-fence this tax policy, $15 billion in, $15 billion Mm. distributed. What happens if you don't make that money? Because you can't put the proverbial genie or tax cuts back in the bottle.
1: Mm. Well, that's right. We're making a commitment to New Zealanders. Mm. I will be looking at them in the eye during this election campaign and saying, you can guarantee this tax relief which National is campaigning on. And there's a couple of things that give me comfort about that commitment. Mm. The first is, as I said, uh, we've been very cautious in the way we've put together our estimates. The second is this, we have not yet put forward our full fiscal plan, Mm. but we have been very cautious about the additional spending promises we are making in this campaign, unlike our counterparts, the Labour Party, who have already made significant announcements which will require a lot more borrowing. No,
0: no, 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 no. Please answer that question. What do you do Mm. if your revenue falls short of your projections?
1: I don't think it will. I know you don't think it will. What do you do if it does? I don't think it will. I'm not prepared to address a false hypothetical.
0: All right. We look forward to speaking with you again before the election.